What's up, everybody? Welcome to Inside the Natural State. This is your host, Steve, joined, as always, by my co-host, Andy. How you doing today, bud? The Angry Ginger is back. Oh, I just didn't do... I did quarter length short there. Oh, well. Anyway. Oops. Uh, so... We're three minutes in this? I think it's five. I mean, six. it is a practice game. It is practice. So, uh, bringing you in today, uh, we have go. decided to uh, to go all out with this final episode. And, uh, we'll be slightly distracted, <laughs> and if we pause mid-comment, you'll know why. <laughs> so, we've got a little game of NCAA 2012 going on the PS3. Took some took some wiring and hooking up, but we got it rolling. So, uh, we're going to play a little bit of this while we're uh, recording the podcast. So, I don't know how this is going to end up, man. But uh, it is the final episode. I'm going to record over here, too. No sound. Well, I don't think we're going to have sound from... We're not going to be able to hear the sound, but I do think it's recording. I want to hear Lee Corso. Well, you're going to just have to wait. Oh, did I spoil it? No, I already told them what we're playing. So they're not going to see it. It doesn't matter. They're going to have to hop on Natural State Sports Facebook page and see the live version later after this comes out. NCAA 20 matters. Okay. We... Oh, that's a new hashtag. Dear yep. Lord. I will bring that one. Ooh, man. That's something I can get behind there, so, bud. <laughs> I will oh, go to Walmart and protest oh, and man. stand there in arms with my brothers <laughs> who want NCAA to bring back a football game. I don't, Pick the dang thing. We're playing I, on the blue turf. How did you end up coming to my house playing on my PlayStation? With the good controller. With the good controller. And I'm going to kick and the And you're ball. the home team on the Smurf turf. <laughs> Look out. I, I can't even remember happened. how to kick the damn ball. I don't so. have a clue how this happened. Uh, let's do this. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing. Oh, man. If anybody didn't watch the Natural State Sports um, live shows last Cut night delay. or yesterday, we did, <laughs> we did some... Oh. We did a lot of uh, live streaming of games last night, so we'll see how it goes today. Oh, Lord have mercy. So, <laughs> so big news this week. This is not going to work well, but it's going to be fun. Oh, man. So big news this week. Uh, of course, the Major League Baseball draft finally happened. Um the Hogs had two players drafted, much to the demise of some. So, of course, Heston yeah. Kerstad, congratulations, goes number two overall. Did you have that picked? I didn't. I figured he'd be around <laughs> the, uh, maybe the 8-9 mark, but I didn't figure he would go that high. I think the sen- the consensus was that Hello he would. There. The, the consensus was that he would go. You know, like you said, in the seven eight spot. You I got canal. I thought he might fall, or he might drop down to like maybe the Royals would take him and fet four. But yeah, definitely didn't see Orioles. Um, didn't see the Orioles jumping in there too. I don't say, from, from, if you read a lot of the reviews on the pick, it doesn't seem like too many people are overly excited about it. But I think a lot of those people weren't watching Kerstad this year and just how good of a season he was about to blow up and have. He's already having a phenomenal season. Uh, I think the knock on him has been strikeout rate. And, oh, how didn't I get that off? Um, <laughs> you can hear the button tapping through the it, microphone. Tyler Wilson. Come on. But Look, uh, Don't make me go get the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> you got John L. as a coach. You're in trouble, bud. Hey, I'm the coach this week. Yeah, well. We, we ain't smiling. But uh, Go out there and give him a try. So, yeah, so he ends up being at that number two overall pick to the Orioles. So, really interested to see how he winds up. Casey Martin took the long dive as he fell all the way to the third yeah, round. Yeah, that was kind of unfortunate, but you, I mean, you get what you play for there. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the skills are all there to be pretty dead gum amazing. 
but oh, you just shut my screen game down. How about that? That didn't work out. So he's got all the skills there to be really, really, really good. Are you going Kevin Kelly's um, status here? No, not on fourth and seventeen. here. You ain't got no PA in you. Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. Sorry, I didn't. I, I wasn't one of those special ones who got to go interview him. He's ninety-two so. yard field goal. From I, where can, you're I at. could hit it from here. I tell you. Right. But uh, so awesome. big. Big there, so Casey gets his opportunity. He's going to head to the Phillies in the third round. Can't see. I don't really see any opportunity for him to come back. What just happened? Uh-oh. Oh, it's helping your retarded self out. Kick the ball, fool. I'm getting there. The terrible kick. Uh, in basketball. Oh, Lord, what happened? You <laughs> saw that, right? <laughs> he ran through my dude. Might be a glitch. Uh, so, so in basketball, the Hogs land another grad transfer. So um, we have Ross. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, I am too. Senior from senior Justin Smith from Indiana. Just because of who I've heard him compared to is one of the things. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, he's he's a better, you know, Adrio Bailey style player. Crap. Um, so really excited. Excited to see Justin Smith. I know that our basketball writer Jackson had some really good things to say. Get over to naturalstatesports.com and uh, make sure you catch that. Uh, all of his information there. This is good stuff, man. Like I'm so <laughs> trying to pay attention and also do this podcast. Oh no, wrong button. Pass interference. No, they ain't calling that. They ain't calling that. It's Tremaine Thomas. <laughs> they have to call it. <laughs> so big one there. I'm gonna be curious to see how the roster, Crap. how the roster shakes out. We'll get into that a little more uh, later in the show because I've got some there's some news obviously that's come out some information that's come out this week so interested to see exactly how the roster situation plays out I still think Isaiah Joe comes back though I really hope he does Um, he's got some time to make that decision got him have a seat. You didn't get Have nothing. Have a seat. You didn't even use your... I, I was going to I was gonna switch, but I just... I, he was. <laughs> there was no point in me screwing that up. I saw that. I'm like, yeah, I can't even throw the ball this quick. <laughs> I'm just going to hold this. So... I'm right on the field. Uh, just went backwards. like fourth and 23. We yeah. both sucked it up our first uh, series. Yeah, defense is we winning backwards. the day right now. <laughs> that ain't Bobby. That, that <laughs> Bobby don't look like that. <laughs> little sawed-off ass. Oh, man. Let's he wasn't near angry enough. Either. No, he, he should have been. Yeah, no, um, yeah, he wasn't yelling at anybody. So, in other news, also Brett Bielema officially files his seven point seven million dollar. Was that you snoring or laughing? I think it was a little bit. <laughs> I wasn't no snore to that. I'm wide open, bud. Oh Lord, come here, go, go, childs, go, childs. Oh, look at childs with the punt return Why inside the child- forty. <laughs> Childs, please. <laughs> I got pushed in the back. <laughs> we ain't calling that in this game. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so we'll get into a little bit of the deal. I think it's funny. Uh, the dude goes a clown. The Go dude goes off more. to New England. Him and Belichick play the play the game. You know the Patriots. They like to cheat anything and everything. So they they cheat the opportunity for the Hogs to not have to cut that back in. I saw your linebacker going you. outside. <laughs> you got a other tackle. And so beep 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 beep. So I'm curious to see how that all plays out because I think there's obviously both sides feel they've got a really good case. The university, the foundation's already come back throwing their fit saying that, no, we were going to sue you for the 4.5 we've already paid you. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that whole situation plays out. And then also in football, Mr. Sam Pittman's on one heck of a roll right now. Um, oh, that was – I did not – No! That was not who I was trying to throw to. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> it was mine all day. <laughs> you threw it right to my linebacker. Oh, man. What happened? Uh, you, you dropped it. I, <laughs> I was hitting the wrong dude on that one. Um, but so, big recruiting weekend for Pitt. They are up to number for, for Pitt and, and company. So, the Hogs are now up to number 29, I think, in the country overall in 24-7. I'll take that to start this early. Yeah. 11 total commitments. They've uh, they've landed. They landed three this week. Oh, yeah. Wide open. That works. Landed three this week, including three-star dual-threat quarterback Lucas Coley, three-star athlete Rocket Sanders. It was a great name. Yeah, and four-star running back A.J. Green. Um, we may have a nice special guest for you here tonight or today on or this week on the podcast, so just hang with us through the through the segment. Who knows? It's a secret we can't tell you. That's right, but just stick with us, and uh, you, you got to listen. You will enjoy every second of this week's interview and this week's guest, so looking forward to that as well. But uh, other than that, man, Andy, How's your week? How's your week been? Oh, it's been pretty all right. You know, just slinging tires here and there. Yeah. Fixing cars. Getting complained on by a few people. Yeah. You, know, you can't fix it all. I'm going to let that dude do what he want to do. You're probably not doing your job if you're not probably getting not. complaints, you know? Oh. I got that one. That whole clothes in a hurry. Yes, it did. Felt like my single life. <laughs> oh, man. I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, what is happening right now? I don't know. We're both sucking it up, and you're on the lip of the cup. Hey, I'm driving here. <laughs> One twenty. Hey, Coyotes on the lip of the cup. We're this, punching this in for six. This probably should have been the game that we played. Live. <laughs> this should have been the game we played live. Oh man, yeah, ugliness. So. It ain't gonna get any better than this. I can promise you that. Can I get somebody? That's a hold. That's gonna be a hold. Betcha. That's some crap. All right. Well, so Andy and I are going to continue on this game as uh, as we go. So uh, when we get back, we will uh, jump right into this recruiting story, and uh, we'll be joined by a special guest. So until then, what did I miss? Travis Swanson. Oh, yeah, thanks, Travis Swanson. So until then, Woo Pig. everybody to inside the natural state joining me now is the newest addition to the hogs quarterback room lucas coley lucas how you doing today man no, i'm feeling blessed how are you man i can't complain i'm with you i'm, I'm here i'm uh, i'm making it i'm about three days away from uh, a week and a half long vacation so um i can't complain. oh wow <laughs> <laughs> okay i be living the life yeah, actually, we're going to be down, uh, headed down your way some, somewhat for a few days. We're going to spend some time in the Galveston area, so a little bit, a little bit away, but headed that direction. So, yeah, it's nice up there. Yeah, we actually came down. So, uh, my wife and I came down to Corpus Christi and actually went out and camped out on the public beaches on Padre uh, a couple weeks um, ago. That's real dope, yes, sir. Yeah, it was really cool. So we had a good time. So, man, thanks for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it, and congrats on your commitment. 
thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. We're uh, building something special out there in Arkansas for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's really why I wanted to get you on. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I, I know we've talked to a couple of other guys in this class. And and I think the key the key thing that keeps getting uh, keeps getting said is that, uh, you know, we're not looking back. You know, everything that happened before this staff got there is 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 in the past. It's not what we're thinking of. And this, you know, with new leadership and with new, you know, new, you know, a new focus that you guys, you know, you guys are ready to come in and do big things. Big time. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're building chemistry already, like with our group chat and, you know, we all trust in this new staff and, you know, the proof is in the pudding, you know, they put the work in as, you know, the past schools that they've been in and, uh, you know, there's no, there's no telling, you know, the heights we're going to reach out. So. Well, we're excited. I mean, as a fan and, and following Arkansas for a long time, uh, you know, the last two years, last three or four years have been rough, but uh, we know that uh, the potential's there and, and we're really excited about Coach Pittman and, and Coach Bryles. Uh, we've had an opportunity to have actually Art Bryles on our podcast and, and talk about Kendall and, and, and what he's going to bring to the table. So we're really excited to, uh, uh, to see how, how this fits and how you're going to fit uh, in this, you know, in this system and, and at, at the University of Arkansas. Man, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm just as excited about it, you know. <laughs> Trying to go win some championships fast, you know. Yeah, without a doubt. So, so you talked about how Cleo, you guys are getting close as a group of commits. Uh, have you guys started obviously championships? But any other goals that you guys are starting to set, whether it be you guys on the offensive side or just in a group as in general? Um, you know, all our. I mean, you know, the goal, the goal of being successful is to kind of eliminate all the individual goals. You know. You know, obviously, all, all our goal is to play at the, at the highest level of football. But, you know, as long as, you know, we're all winning, we're winning consistently and at a high rate, um, you know, I'm happy with that. And I think that, you know, everyone in the in the 2021 committing class would uh, kind of agree with that. Awesome. So so why Arkansas? Why Arkansas? Why now? Oh, uh, just Arkansas just has, you know, so much upside. And they have every all the right leadership in place, the right facilities, you know, a great town to live in. It's just, it's like, why not Arkansas, you know? And, um, you know, it's just an opportunity to be great. And, you know, anyone who doesn't jump on that is going to get ran over. How underrated is Fayetteville? Oh, very underrated. When I went up there, I fell, when I went up there, I fell in love with it. Yeah, good. It's it's different. I think people people have this idea of Arkansas, small towns, not a whole lot. Then they get to Fayetteville and they're like, holy cow, this is not what we expected at all. So Exactly. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad you enjoyed that. So, so Malik Hornsby, KJ Jefferson, Landon Rogers, now yourself, and obviously there's that possibility. It's a low possibility, but Franks could always get a sixth year. How excited are you to work in that quarterback room with Browse leading it? I'm very excited because you know we're all going to bring out the best in each other because everyone in that QB room loves to compete, and uh, you know that's what I love to do as well. So I'm excited about it because that's going to just push us all to you know reach our full potential. Awesome. So, how do you fit into this Browse offense? Has, has he told you what have, what have been y'all some of y'all's discussions? Um. Well, you know, lots of RPOs, lots of you know reads, lots of you know deep down down downfield throws, and uh, I mean, honestly, he he loves to have an explosive offense, and you know, I feel like I'm an explosive quarterback. So, you know, me and Browse, you know, clicked from the jump, so I'm real excited about it. Good helps having a, a you know a bit of a Texas guy. I think there in Browse as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. So he, he kind of knows, kind of got the same origin, you know? 
Right. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're excited to have him. And, and one thing that I've been excited just listening to him is is how he you know he talks about being able to take guys and really fit and mold a system that fits them. Not so much bringing you in and 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 forcing you into you know whatever he wanting wants to do, but really you know enhancing your skills and and what makes you a great player. Yeah, no doubt. No. I feel like you can't be a good coach if you can't adjust the personnel. And, you know, I feel like that's something he does well. And uh, I feel like he kind of proved that back there at, ba- at Baylor when, you know, RG3, you know, graduates and, you know, the next quarterback comes in and throws for, you know, almost 4,000 yards the next year. So just goes to prove that it's not no, it's not a fluke in the system. It's uh, it, it works, you know. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. So what is your strongest skill set as a quarterback? Uh, my, my strongest skill set is, skill set is um you know honestly just leading the team and uh getting everybody around me one percent better every day and uh you know, i feel i i thrive under you know pressure and i just i just love to compete and uh, i feel like those are some of the you know my top attributes so i th- as a just a quick question too off of that so as a leader you know obviously we're in some weird times right now it's probably putting you guys in in positions you never thought you'd be in as far as being able to work out find ways to work out so i'm curious as a leader how you're working with some of the guys you know you're currently playing with to to do things maybe creatively to make sure you are getting work in well, now that we're back, we've been back to workouts this our third week now, but, you know, just some examples, like over quarantine, you know, I got all my receivers together on Zoom chats, you know, throughout the break, maybe like two, three times a week, just something, something uh, kind of small, but, you know, very, very big when they get to the playing field, we would kind of break down coverages. So that way, you know, when they come back to the huddle, they're speaking the same language as me and they're kind of able to see, okay, cover four, I'm running a go route, I break that down to a comeback and kind of just seeing little stuff like that. And that way, you know, that just makes everything easier on mine and everything easier on their end. And, uh, you know, when they get the ball, they're happy. So they put in the work and, you know, I get it to them. Man, that's awesome. And, and again, I, I make this point, I think, anytime that that uh, that I have a that I would get to talk to to a commit, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fortunate. I live a, I live right next door to a guy who's a high level basketball uh, recruit currently and watching the amount of work that he puts in is is incredible to me. Um, and, and so sure. to, to think about that, I mean, I don't think anybody realizes that, OK, there was no school. Uh, you know, you were trying to do stuff online, all this crazy stuff. But at the end of the day, you're out there trying to make yourself better every single day and doing things like that. So that that's impressive. Yeah, every single day. I mean, it's, it's just a grind. You got to be willing to put in the work for it or, you know, why do it? That's right. Absolutely. That's awesome. So what do you think is a, is a skill that you still need to work on as you transition to the next level? I'm just trying to become, you know, the most accurate quarterback that I can be. And, uh, you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm accurate now, but, you know, there, you, there's always stuff to improve on, and I'm really just trying to fix the minute things because, you know, when you get to that level, they're not going to teach you how to throw football, you know. It's kind of – I'm trying to make, you know, everything, you know, just .1 seconds faster and kind of get the release faster, get my drop – my drop, uh, you know, get my depth deeper and uh, just kind of learn the game the best I can before, you know, I get there, you know. Yeah, very good. So uh, I, I would assume that, that you're getting a little, some tips and stuff from Browse when you all talk and those kind of things. That, that, that always helps out. Yes, sir. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's already been there and good. done that, you know? Good, good. All right. So give me one uncommitted recruit right now that you're recruiting the hardest to join you at Arkansas. I'll give you two. All right. Devin Manuel and Keytron Jackson. Okay. Oh, now, now Keytron, I'm, I'm excited about that. Now that. That's a, that's probably an important piece for you, right? Yeah, no doubt. They're, they're both dogs. Uh, I need Devin to protect me and I need Keytron to <laughs> 
Keani keeps trying to just do what he does. And, you know, he's a monster with the rock in his hand. So I'm excited to hopefully get both of them on board. Yeah, without a doubt, man. So, so now have you, I'm, how many times have you been, have you been able to get up to Fayetteville? I mean, obviously you said you came up and, and, and kind of fell in love with it, but um, how much experience have you had in Fayetteville? Um, we, I took my visit last June with the old staff and um, so I haven't been upstairs since, but I do plan on driving up there in a few weeks to, you know, kind of look at the area because, you know, my family may be moving, you know, up there pretty soon. So we're just going to kind of go scope it out, you know? Oh, very cool. Well, you'll love it. I mean, obviously you fell in love with it on the first trip and, and, uh, sure. and so, yeah, I mean, tell me, tell me about a little bit too. So your relationship with coach Pittman, um, how has that developed? Obviously I know Browse was your kind of that connect, but tell me about your relationship with Sam Pittman as well. Coach Pittman was great. He's like, he's like a, he's like the grandpa, you know, you can call him about <laughs> and talk to him about anything. He's just, you know, a very genuine guy who's going to shoot at you straight. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't want it any other way. So, yeah, and it's cool to hear that, too, because, um, you know, to to have a guy that he's so genuine, I guess, you know, we hear everybody say he's genuine. Uh, exactly. But then you see him on TV and you're like, no way, man. Like almost I don't want to say country bumpkin, but, you know, I mean, just like a really good dude. Like it, like it almost looks fake, right? Yeah. Like, well, like, the, you yeah. know, the, the yes, sir stuff and all that. And you're just kind of like, OK. And then you talk to people and it's like, no, that's him, man. He's legit. genuine. No, yeah. That's literally how he is all the time. I thought it was, uh, you know, fluke maybe a few times on the phone too. And then, you know, he never, he's never switched up, you know, and I've talked to some former players of his and I mean, gosh, he's, he's, that's who he is, you know, and it's pretty dope to have someone who's, you know, level-headed all the time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, that's good. That's what we like to hear is, especially as fans and, and to know that, that there's a guy up there that really cares about these players. He's genuine. Um, that gives everybody hope, obviously that, that it's going to build to something big and, and then, nope. you know, see it, it, just seeing the proof in it in this recruiting class, that's already starting to build and shape. So uh, we're oh, excited exactly. to have you excited to have you on board, man. Hey, yes, sir. I appreciate it. Well, we uh, definitely appreciate you joining us and, and taking some time out of your busy schedule and uh, look forward to seeing you up on the Hill and, and hopefully talk to you again uh, real soon and, uh, and, uh, and, and be talking to you after games after you run through the A, man. Hopefully. Yes, sir. Let's do it. I'm excited about it. All right. Thank so- you. Yes, sir. It sounds good. Woo pig. We'll pick. All right. All right, guys. Good stuff there uh, with Arkansas commit Lucas Coley. Really appreciate him joining us this week. Uh, So when we get back, Andy and I are going to break down some of those big stories we talked about back in the first segment while we were rambling along playing some some, uh, NCAA 2012. So uh, stick with us when we get back. We'll talk about Kerstad of the Orioles, Casey Martin as a third-round pick instead of that other first-round pick among, among a lot of other things. So hang out with us.
Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Natural States. Hope you guys have enjoyed the pod so far, including Andy's first foray at running the board over there and giving you some dance mixes, apparently. I don't know. I don't know what all that was. I was just happy for my victory. (laughs) Yeah. So so we went ahead and played the rest of that game, and I got beat. I think it's the first time Andy's beat me ever in NCAA football. I played you on drugs Um. in the hospital. (laughs) The only two other times we played, and I was like 19 feet away from the screen, and you were sitting there. Of course I got my ass whooped. Blame it on the Dilaudid. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, we'll see. We're going to go live here after this podcast is over. You didn't catch an ass whooping, but I got lucky and beat you. Yeah, I, 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 I tied the game. That was Horseshits, what that was with Boise so. State, typical Arkansas child player. scored. I, I tied it, and then some holding, phantom holding call gets holding, holding. when you were offside. I was so, not anyway, offside, I was, I was sliding down the line. You were offside. I bumped into my teammate, you he were was inside, in orange. You were inside your orange look, teammate. Look, if you wouldn't have gone to like fourth and 27 <laughs> and took two consecutive sacks, you might have had a better chance. Hey, I still converted that. You did, <laughs> and you scored a to touchdown, fourth and four, and, and then got screwed. <laughs> look. All I know is I caught a punt return on the four on a block, and it said the ball went through him. (laughs) I don't know how that happened. (laughs) I got defended on by a receiver, by an an official in the end zone on your first touchdown. That was a thing of beauty. Still won. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I lose the live stream though. Guaranteed, he'll kick my ass. On <laughs> I hope that so. So let's talk a little bit about this uh, this grad transfer situation. So you got um, Justin Smith, who's coming over from uh, Indiana. from Indiana as a grad transfer. So we knew we were at the number before. Isaiah Joe is still has still got his name in, but hasn't hired an agent. I think he had. What do they have until like? August third or yeah, something I think it's August 3rd. before they have to uh, yeah so when is the draft right now? Well, that's what they're trying to figure out. So he he has until August third or tenth. It's which or whichever is ten days at, or or ten days after the twenty twenty NBA combine. So really, you know, if they, if they decide to have the combine before then, it could be even before that. But that's basically at this point how long he has to make a decision. However, I don't even think Isaiah Joe plays into this situation. This is not a guy that would replace Joe. Um, this is not a guy that even plays and in the this same is a replacement for Adrian Bailey with about three inches more height. Yes, and a better shooter. Yes, um, and, and so I. I that doesn't really make any sense. Where I think this goes, and I hope I'm wrong because I really have. He's six nine or so, I think, right? Y- yeah, six something like that. Maybe he's the tallest guy on our starting line. Well, would have no. been last year. Yeah, let's say would have been won't last be this year. year. Size is not an seven issue. Seven tree, seven yes. tree. Um, well, and then you got six nine Jalen Williams. You got all kinds of sizes. Yeah, there's lines, lots. So. Jalen Williams will be in a, but I bet he hits campus at six ten, six eleven. Oh, probably so. Guarantee that boy will be taller than what he is right now. But so you would measure that last year. You look at the way the line or the the roster is is configured currently you have three seniors vance jackson jalen tate justin smith all grad transfers which makes sense is juniors vance jackson's a big guy too yes juniors you've got isaiah joe ethan henderson reggie cheney desi seals iola and jd note ethan got in a little trouble yeah so that's that's kind of my thought process i think if you're losing anybody <laughs> That it's going to be Ethan, and it just comes oh, down to ball. It, it just yeah, it just comes down to. I haven't liked that cotton um, ball. I did too, and I and I had high hopes for him. I thought he came on strong he towards the end of the season. Towards the end of the season, and, energy was all over the place. I loved yeah. it, and, and he but seemed to be controlled more. Tough at as times. a cotton ball. Yeah. 
So, well, apparently he's tough. I don't know. We're not going to get into it because I don't want to. I don't want to speculate. But Innocent until proven guilty. Yes, but there is a. Of course, there's a. If you you can. This is public record. It's not like we did anything sneaky. You can pull the case out of Washington County where he was. Um, he has. There's a order of protection against him. There's also. He's also filed an order of protection against the girl. So we. And I have no idea what this is over. But she, my baby mama. Yeah, I mean it is baby. Boat. It is. It is his. Nope. It, the mother of his child. So um, I don't know what the scenario is there. I don't know what the situation is. But it's not a good look when you're one over on your scholarship limits and a guy's getting in trouble. And that Friday time. Yeah. Friday, I think, is when he – and I have not heard, and I haven't even looked it up. I wonder I wonder if there's anything we about We have to rely that. on our hoops guy for that info. I want to look up the – He's pretty good at that, too. He is. He's, we're going to talk about something he's got going on. Oh, really? Is it something um, stirring in the pot? No, but he does have something coming that I'm pretty excited about. But, I kind of am too. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready to. I'm ready to turn that loose. Yeah, I mean, all you gotta do is follow him at, at JC Pod. Isn't that what it is now? On I think it's JC Hoops. JC Hoops. That's right. JC Hoops Pod. Maybe. Hang on, I'll Oop. tell you. Did you say something there? Huh? What? Did I say Pod? Say? Did I say a Pod? Pod. pod what? <laughs> it is. If you look, his name is JC Hoops Pod now. Hoops Pod. He's giving it away. Then. What about JC Poops Pod? He's gonna. He's gonna hopefully do a, uh, a podcast soon. But uh, dude has great. Information, so hopefully he'll have some more information out on that situation. Um, but to me, I think that Ethan Henderson is going to be your odd man out at this situation at this time. Just based gives Reggie Cheney another chance. It does, and, and and Cheney, I think. I mean, Cheney is a better player than He's Henderson. Athletically, just, I, I don't. It's hard to say that. I mean, they're two totally different molds at the same height. One of them is a wider body that could bring you a lot more down low, and the other is just an athlete. I mean, Ethan Henderson, like I said, he's a freak, dude. Yeah. That dude can jump out of the gym, but it's like when you put somebody in front of him, his brain stalls out, and he doesn't know how to play basketball again. Yeah. I, and I think he's and got... The same thing happens with Cheney, but I think, like I said, the whole must-bust is about to get rolling in. If yeah. you're not already on it, you need to be on it. Yeah, no doubt. Because Without this stuff is seriously... I, oh, I'm so mad that Mason had to go out the way he did, but at the same time, it might have been the perfect way for Mason to get out. Yeah, and I mean, you can't... At the you end of the day... I can't, I can't fault him for doing it because I do the same thing. Well, and you have to remember, too, when you think about it, his stock isn't going to get higher next year. With no, all this talent no. on this team, there's no way his stock goes no. up. And so his and stock's did, as high as it's ever And if it there. did, it'd have been the best gold mine that Arkansas ever oh, came across. without a doubt. Yeah. Because so. the kid can't shoot the lights out of the gym, him and Joe both. Yeah. But that crew, the four four stars they got coming in and three grad transfers, not to mention you've got, oh, what's the old boy's name? Vanover. Yep. And then... Uh, <laughs> Note. Mm-hmm. There's one other one I thought that had a sit last year. As Iola well. is the other one. I don't know about that yeah. dude. He needs to transfer again. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he's he's got it. He's obviously they're not pushing him out, so must must see something there. Well, it might be something. I just overstepped my boundaries on it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. I mean, look. I thought he'd be the uh, the odd man out earlier. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd be the guy because you don't hear anything about him. Well, he's got a funny name though. He is a guy that set out. I mean, he's a guy that nobody knows anything about. Uh, you know, it's been rave reviews on JD Note and what people expect. I of can't him. wait to see the. the the feet with that. Um, yeah, but a guy like Iola, we've not heard a word from, nothing about, from the staff. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's bad. I don't know. I so. was flipping through Twitter. I think it was either this morning or last night, 
and came across a, a K.K. Robinson video. Oh, him. my God. Did you see yes. the, the footwork? Yeah. I was like, they're going to allow that travel. Thank you, James Harden. I hope they allow that because that was dirty. <laughs> Off the wing, turn it loose, twine. Yeah. If you haven't seen that, look that up on Twitter. It's pretty it's awesome. Super, super slick video. Um, so we're talking about Jackson, and you know what? We probably should have just had him on this pod to talk about this because hey, I thought this. We can yeah, stop can this call one him and call him. We can call like, him hey. up real quick. Hey, man, I know you're not doing nothing but your 2009 NCAA tournament you're doing over there. Call him. Let's see uh, what happens. No, but so. Yes, you, I'm going to take, I'm messaging him right now. Hey, Steve's about to call you. <laughs> we could just add him in. Let's see. I know I've got his number saved in here. <laughs> Be like, hey, Jackson, you're on the podcast. <laughs> Oh, but uh, I wanted to go over his his. Uh, so on our website, naturalstatesports.com, he's got he wrote an article, five bold predictions for the 2020-2021 basketball season. And you better call him. I just sent it on our page. Oh Lord, just called you and him both out. <laughs> <laughs> he has seen it. Oh boy, already. <laughs> no. <laughs> He says no. Oh, but um, so he's got five bold predictions. <laughs> Justin, and sorry, we're not including you. Wait, where's Justin? Justin's not part of that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Justin's already seen it, though. So, Oh, all right. So here you go. I'm going to call him. <laughs> we're going hot right into it, right in the middle of the podcast. So watch this. This is going to be good stuff. i got to switch it to Mac. No. <laughs> Hang on, we're not connected anymore. Oh no! Hang on, just kidding. Hello. Hey, you're you're officially live on the podcast right now. This is just, just so totally you know. random. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah. So so we're we're I, talking I, basketball and we're dumb and we wanted more information than what we had. So yeah. Yeah, and this is the most random. So you, so you had to phone a friend. That's right. We're exactly. phoning a friend. Exactly. Actually, the reason I, the reason we're calling is because we were discussing your uh, your article that you wrote this past week, the five bold predictions for the 2020-2021 basketball season. And uh, wins the national title. He's close. He's close. That's it's one. I haven't even read it yet, but I'm sitting here. That's the bold one. But it's still not not totally out there in my yeah. opinion. So so we're putting Jackson on the spot here because we were we were talking about your potential future plans and uh, and and what you may be doing and you know your 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 new Twitter name kind of gives away what you might want to. And be we're doing. starved for content, so, so. bring it. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Are you? Are y'all wanting me to go through the list of the bold predictions first, or what? Well, so I've got it here in front of me, and, and I was, okay. I was gonna, I was just gonna discuss it with you. So you've got we're completely live. Too. Your, your first bold prediction. We're not really live. We're this live could be edited out, but you know, we're not live anywhere. Never edited so, out. Um, all four freshmen will record starts. So yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. Now, when you say record starts, I'm going to put another bold prediction. How many of the four do you think get a start? Oh, wait, you said that, record starts. How many starts do you think these guys will get? I think Moses Moody will get over 20. I think he comes in and starts right away, and the only way he ever relinquishes that is if he gets injured or has a slump, um, and we insert something like a uh, a Jalen Tate at the four with Joe at the three and the Sills and KK or something like that. Because um, we, we've seen coaches in the past, maybe not as much muscle, but it, it's common practice for a coach to bring a younger guy off the bench if he's in a slump scoring maybe a change of scenery can get his scoring back up and this is all hypothetical of course but um if i had to guess moses isn't the type to be in a slump 
Um, but he comes in and starts day one. He'll start as many games as he wants to, essentially. If he, if he plays well, he will start every game. I agree with that. Um, Jalen Williams, I think, to start the season is closer to the bottom of the the 10 or 11-man rotation. Um, which that's another one of my predictions is that we're going to have a main, a main rotation of 10 or 11 this year. Uh, That's another bold prediction I have, but we can talk about that later. Um, I like it. But Jalen Williams, I think he is towards the bottom of that as soon as he steps on campus. But I think along with Moses Moody, I think Williams has the most NBA ready game. Uh, He is a stretch big man. That's the NBA loves that type of player. Um, decent ball handler can finish inside, can spread the floor and uh, shoot outside. Not a bad defender. Um, he will come in, and I think he will start uh, maybe five to ten games. I, I had him being a full-on starter um, before we signed Justin Smith, but with the addition of Smith, it's going to be harder for Williams to, to start as much as I thought he was capable of, just because Smith will probably be our go-to four uh, with Vance Jackson at the five. Um, but it's going to be hard to keep Williams off the floor. Uh, so the, now with Smith, I will say five to ten starts for, for Williams, maybe more. Um, KK and Devo, really tough because we're loaded at the guard and wing spots, but KK, KK can score any way he wants to. He's faster with the ball than most people are without the ball. Great control, great wow. finishing skills, really good defender. Um, he's going to be really hard to keep off the floor. And Devo, same level of talent. Um, obviously not as highly rated. You know, we had KK with the late, um, surge in the polls or in the rankings and was right up there with Moses as a borderline five-star prospect in the top 30s, 50s, whatever. Right. Um, Did not know that. <clears throat> Feel dumb now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's but, why we got Jackson. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Devo, yeah, no problem. Devo, uh, just as talented. Uh, I don't know if you saw his stats this past year at Jacksonville. Yeah. I think he had something like 14 triple doubles or, or something like that. That's wild. And I, I mean, average like 20 and 10 and seven or something. He's Averaged. Never. He's six, four, um, completely different type of game as KK. Very smooth, very much a true point guard, bigger body, probably a better defender than KK. Um, not as good of a score, not as good as an outside shooter, but he's working on it. So if he can increase his uh, ability to hit the outside jumper, he already has elite ball skills and really good penetration skills. Um, and, and also, like KK, really good at finishing around the bucket and can hit the floater and the mid-range jumpers. I mean, you just have two freshman guards in KK and Devo that they're going to push Sills and Note um, as much as they can. 
and even even Tate. I mean, we have so much backcourt talent, and and the thing is, these two freshmen, three freshmen if you include Moody, but I'm, we're just talking about KK and Debo right now. There is so much talent between KK and Debo, and potential. That's one thing you have with with this incoming freshman group. And this is always the case with freshmen versus transfers uh, or guys like Desi who have been on the roster entering their junior year. You've kind of seen their progress and you know where their potential is. Now, these, these freshmen, all that potential is completely untapped. It is 100% talent and we're just going to see how much they grow. And you have a coach and Eric Musselman who is really good at developing talent and getting everything out of every into, player. Oh yeah, and and, and tapping into that uh, just for even even as early as as, as one off season, we saw what he did for Ajo Bailey and Mason God, Jones. Yeah, here. no doubt. So I got a question real so, quick while we're talking about these four freshmen. Do you see all ahead. four of them down the road with NBA careers? I think that would say a lot oh, of the state tough. of Arkansas. I know it's a, I know it's a long stretch, and it, it's you know three four years down, possibly for all four of them. But do you see NBA talent out of those four? <laughs> it's just really hard. I, I know for a fact. Uh, so Moody, I wrote an article uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Moody has potential to be our first one and done in program history. Right. I still believe that if he plays well, he'll be drafted as high as number 15 in the draft or probably more in the twenties or so. Um, Jalen Williams, probably a two to three year player. He'll be a first round draft pick just because of the skill set. If I were to bet money, he's a two year player and he's gone. KK and Devo. (laughs) Right. KK and Devo is harder to tell. Um, There are so many highly rated guards. There are so many scoring guards out there. And yeah, I don't know. Um, one thing that's going to hurt KK is his size. He's only six foot. It shouldn't really matter because of how good he is. Uh, regardless, they'll both be three to four year players, probably more four year players. Well, and I mean, according to Fitz Hill, then he probably should have went to Murray State because you know that's that's where yeah. short point guards go to 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 thrive. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen that quote, I'm not putting words in someone's mouth. That's literally the reason that that uh, justice is at I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to touch old, old Fitz. <laughs> I hope you wouldn't touch Fitz, him. That's kind of weird. Fitz, Fitz is a good man. He's he's a family friend. I'll leave it at that. He, he's he's a nice guy. He is. He's so, a good guy. One name that comes to mind was short point guard, and I'm pretty sure he's a shorter guy that was drafted here a couple of years ago as the number one overall pick, Markel Fultz. How tall is he? Oh, he's yeah. coming at Washington. I thought he's like right at six foot or maybe an inch or two taller. I mean, and he. I don't remember exactly how he's tall, not tall he is, but he has not had a stellar uh, no, NBA he's been career. Hurt right his now. whole career. Yeah, I, I guess I mean, my question with KK too is, I mean, obviously he's blown up. Like he come yeah. from out of nowhere to one summer where he just exploded and just continued to explode. So, hopefully so, this guy across the street does it. Yeah. So the question becomes after that is, you know, does that development once he gets into Muss's system, does it just grow exponentially from this point too, or or do you, we see a guy that's that's starting to to find his ceiling and is is a you know a, a, maybe not a high level NBA player, but Mitch Mustang. You know, no, don't do that to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I guess I see with KK and Debo. So yeah, to answer your question, yes, they both have NBA potential. 
Um, the one that I would say is more likely to be drafted, I would probably Devo. go with Debo. Bobby. Um, because of his size and his his ability to uh, be a true point guard, not saying KK, KK won't uh, be able to develop into that um, or grow into that pure point guard role as opposed to a scoring guard, but as it stands, Devo and KK probably both four-year players and borderline first, second round draft picks. Um, it's just really hard to tell because you have the freshman crop coming in and then Unless the sophomore crop coming in. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so let's talk about just real quick then. Um, so I'm going through your top five. Two and three kind of go together. When you think about the fact that no one's going to average more than 14 points per game, Andy and I talked a little about that um, you know, before we got you on in that, you know, like talking about Mason Jones and his decision not to come back and how, you know, he's, his, his stock – will never get higher. And you and I have talked about that on the podcast um, in the, you know, this is his, this is his opportunity. I mean, he comes back next year and the amount of talent that's here, you know, just doesn't lead to a guy that's going to be able to score 22 points a game and and do what he did this year. So he makes, you have somebody that gets up that high. We got some serious (laughs) scoring going on. Plain and simple. We're not missing shots at all. Uh, But I'm really curious about that rotation of 10 or 11 deep, because obviously, and and again, you and I talked about this uh, with Aaron Torres on the pod, too in that uh with with what um Muss's philosophy has seemed to be at times and, and you know seven eight guys and i think that's been the fear of fans but you're saying 10 or 11 guys and and i think that should make hog fans extremely excited to hear that i'm excited so and the, the rotation being 10 or 11 that doesn't mean that that's like everybody's going to get a bunch of minutes i think that that means I think I addressed this in the article too. You're going to have eight or nine guys in your main rotation that are playing probably 15 plus minutes a game. And then you're going to have 10 and 11 who are pushing the 10 minute mark and 12 and 13 won't play uh, essentially, or will play two or three minutes here and there. Um, I just think with the amount of talent we have as aggressive as we play on defense with the depth that we have, if anybody gets into foul trouble, I mean, there's no, there's really no reason to, to try to, you know, like last year with, with AGO, he'd be on the floor with three fouls in the first half or Ethan or, or Chaney or whoever. Two minutes. Yeah. Or, or if, if, if Mason or Isaiah did too, if they, there was one or two games that they both got in foul trouble, they just have to play through and play smart because there was no depth behind them. And uh, obviously that plays in the minutes too. Obviously last year we only had nine eligible players. Uh, only six or seven of those were good. Um, <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Speaking the truth, sir. Um, but you know, with with the upgrade in talent and the aggressive style defense, I and just the fact that you have so many options and different lineups to toy with, and with Musk being um, someone who loves to break down film and exploit mismatches and stuff, I would not be the least bit surprised if we see multiple different starting lineups. And if we see multiple uh, changes throughout games to kind of throw defenses and, and offense, for that matter, off, um, especially when you have just people like a Connor Vanover or a, a Vance Jackson or a Moses Moody or um, a J.D. Note that could completely destroy and, and, and 
completely take advantage of mismatches. Connor Vanover, 7-3, if you try to put a 5 on him and he's at the 3-point line, you just open up the lane for your elite guards to drive to. I mean, it's just, it's, it's that simple. Then, if you want to do something else, you have Vance Jackson at the 5. Well, Vance Jackson has the capability to run the point forward. So, who are you going to put out on him? You're going to have a five guard him on ball while he's dribbling up the court. Okay. It's, it, there's just so many things you can do. Right. You can play small ball. If you really wanted to, you could play, uh, either Smith or Jackson at the five and then have a eight or a, a Smith at the four after that. And then straight guards, or you can run guards one through four with Jackson. At the five. I mean, it's just, so many things you can do to exploit speed. And now that we have a bunch of size, now that we, we aren't averaging six foot four in the starting lineup and your center being six foot six, uh, you can play a big lineup with Devo at the one and then Joe Moody, Tate and Jackson or Joe Moody, Smith, Vanover, or however you want to do it. There's a bunch of size there to go around to. There's so many options. So do you think we have more elite scorers or more elite defenders on this team? Oh, that's tough because mm, Justin Smith is definitely an elite defender, and he's not necessarily a good scorer. He averaged double figures at Indiana, but a lot of those came off of putbacks and uh post moves i'll we take need, that all day I'll, long we though. need that <laughs> oh yeah yeah no, no doubt i'm just trying to I think mean, think through this on the fly right, right now right um we're not saying you're wrong we're just and i'm putting you on the spot here. expressing our yeah. feelings. <laughs> so then i guess the, the the trouble with trying to say one or the other is you have guys like moses moody who obviously you haven't seen play a college game yet but, but was right, right and and was one of the best pure shooters in his class uh-huh. is a three level scorer but also is a willing and, and very capable defender who averaged two plus steals a game and, and took multiple charges uh, so you have that scoring capability with really good defending same with with a guy like Desi Sills uh, Isaiah Joe, we've seen him for the past two years uh, play really good defense, especially on the help side when he's drawing charges. Yes. Oh, and by the way, he's an NBA prospect uh, uh, sharpshooter. Yep. So it's just so much. But right now, because of guys like Justin Smith, or yeah, Justin Smith, um, because of guys like him, because of. Jalen Tate, I'm going to lean towards defense right now. Okay. Well, we'll take that. I'm I mean, happy with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that because Cause you know that. going to come. Exactly. And simple. Yeah, that's going to be my point. You'll get to the scoring. Okay, so you're number five. You have the Hogs as Sweet 16 bound. What is – the ceiling. I mean, is because you've got Sweet Sixteen. If you read, the, if you go and read the article, and Cut make the sure down, baby. go to naturalstatesports.com and catch this article because there's another article that comes up after this, and I'm not going to give it away because I think people need to go read it. But that's your top 25, and um, I think it's well done. So, Sweet Sixteen bound, but you say or further. What is so? What, what is, is your ceiling for this team? Make make hog fans freak out right now, like. 
Don't feeling for this team, and I'm trying to be as, as realistic as possible. But Ooh. if you have, <laughs> if you have Vance Jackson, if you have Vance Jackson, you have Smith, you have Moody, Joe, and No Tay to start the year, and then whatever combination of freshmen and, and players defining their role, you know, throughout the season. Um, I'm going to say if everybody plays as as best as they can, like everybody is maxed on their potential, uh, this roster is probably a Final Four roster if everybody is playing to the best of, of their ability. Now you have a bunch of question marks with, with true freshmen, with graduate transfers adjusting to a new system, with a bunch of transfers that have never played for the Razorbacks before because they had to sit out last year. So you have a bunch of moving pieces there. I think realistically for this team next year, absolute ceiling is Elite Eight. I don't like how you're speaking right now. I, I heard I heard Final Four, and that's where I'm stuck. I'm done. Hogs going to the Final Four this year. It's happening. Hey, we're going to win the whole thing. We're going. Yeah, we're cutting the nets. Down. <laughs> Natural State Sports is going to figure out a way to broadcast live from there. Cutting the nets down, not the nuts. Cutting the nets. Yeah, careful, careful. Easy. Okay. <laughs> one, one last question before we let you go off of this uh, impromptu podcast uh, um, recording here. Um, so Andy and I talked about this a little bit before. I think you and I have talked some of the uh, in our group chats and stuff, but – so Justin Smith's here now. We're one over on our numbers. Isaiah Joe's Uh-oh. future still lingering out there. Um, who's the odd man out right now? Well, Isaiah Joe's coming back, so it's going to be Ola. Really? You don't? Okay. Yeah. So you don't think there's anything or, to this or, rumor stuff with or, Ethan Henderson with this stuff going on with Ethan? I, so I was just I just caught myself when I said Ola because I completely forgot about the whole Henderson issue, and I don't really want to say for sure or not because right and that's where we are it is an open case right now and it doesn't look great but it's also a mutual thing as well so it's not the end of the world for ethan henderson i know if if it's up to ethan he is saying um essentially so i'm still not sold on this being the end all be all for Ethan Henderson playing for the Razorbacks, it very mel- it very well may could be, but as of right now, not 100 percent sold on that. And someone has to leave. And my favorite is still, or not my favorite. I don't want anybody to necessarily right. leave. I, I don't. Do I'm favorite. not wishing wishing bad things to happen to any college kid who plays for the Razorbacks. But I guess uh, if if I had to choose someone at this moment, it would be Eola. Okay. Yeah, and now we've talked about that too. He does have the opportunity, and we know Muscle will help him if he does. If he is the odd man out, he does. He can transfer and play right away. Correct. Yeah. So, and, and this is the way that I looked at it too with Eola. He he averaged ten and seven at Stetson. He he played well at Stetson. Sat out uh, a year to come here, um, but now that he has been at a Power Five program or a Power Six for basketball. Um, he has been under Coach Musselman, who is known as one of the best developers of talent in college basketball um, for an entire year. Uh, Musselman hasn't mentioned him in interviews recently, but the entirety of this past season, when he's on the bench, he was regarded as a really hard worker, someone who will outwork your entire team, blue-collar guy who just kind of wills his way to, to get some stats, who's decently talented and all this kind of stuff. So I think it's a win-win situation where we got a 
a year of him to kind of bully Adrio in, in practice and, and Henderson and Cheney, uh, or at least try to, you know, with that hardworking moniker. Um, now we wanted to bring in someone who is better, like a Justin Smith. So we did, but Eola gets the reputation of playing for Musselman, uh, playing at a Power 6 conference. He can transfer somewhere better than Stetson and start right away. He can possibly go to a bigger mid-major, even a, a lower high-major school, and be a six-man type at a lower high-major or, or start for a mid-major, all this other stuff. So it, it's kind of a win-win situation. I really think that it benefited both parties here. Yeah. All right, man. Well, appreciate you joining us on this impromptu basketball version of the Surprise. podcast. Uh, this is our final podcast for uh, we're going all out. We're doing all kinds of month. So we're just having some fun with it today. Um, got a big, big, uh, got a couple big things. So hopefully, folks enjoyed having you on. I enjoyed having you on, and and we appreciate you letting us take up your time this afternoon. I'm sure you were super busy on this Sunday afternoon. Anytime, you know, I'm always down to talk basketball. Sometimes I get bored and I just ask my Twitter followers to ask me anything because it, it does get boring here in, in the coronavirus world. So, yeah. um, e- even with the uh, phase two reopening, it's still, uh, well, actually, because uh, <laughs> one of my coworkers tested positive, so I am in quarantine again. Oh, no. So, <laughs> You're so stuck. I, I went to Canton so on the radio today. It was great. <laughs> Well, uh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be on the beach at this time next weekend. So y'all y'all, y'all just we're doing that after we're on the beach and then Colorado. That's a hell of a trip. The, the closest I'll get to a beach is if I put a picture of a beach and a sunset <laughs> on my TV. Dude, you can probably get somebody to deliver some sand to your front yard. I'll bring you some sand back. I got cat litter. That's close. Dude, enough. That's the same thing. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh man! All right, bud. I appreciate it. Tell the folks where to find you on Twitter and all. Also, how to follow you along on your uh, NCAA 09 uh, dynasty <laughs> thing you got going because I've been following that too. So, uh, yeah, so that's been one of my uh, my startups as of today. <laughs> I ran a couple of polls on my Twitter page. Uh, Twitter, you can follow me at JC Hoops Pod, P O D at the very end. Um, on death. But yeah, just got bored and figured everybody else stream an NCAA 14 football. Might as well stream some basketball. That's right. Uh, haven't, haven't got the setup yet to stream it, but I've been uh, doing halftime updates and all this kind of stuff. I took over the Lamar Cardinal. They're the worst team on NCAA basketball 2009. <laughs> took them over, playing on All-American difficulty. Scheduled five ranked opponents in my first year as a head coach, and and uh, I don't have a single player on my roster over sixty-seven overall. Hey, nice, nice. Well, so, uh, good luck, bud. Good luck with that. that. We're two and zero. Oh. We, we we knocked <laughs> off at number fifteen Arizona State as our as our home or as our season opener. So uh, things are on the up and up. There you go. All right, man. Well, good luck, and uh, we'll uh, hopefully have you on soon in season two to talk some more basketball. And uh, uh, but again, we appreciate you appreciate you jumping on with us, man. Yes, sir. Anytime. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. All right.
Thanks to Jackson there for joining us. That was good stuff. So uh, a little impromptu, just throw it at him. Um, so we as we Justin next, no, <laughs> we don't want to hear about his his thoughts on Trey Knox and all that. I'm not doing that again. Um, so we can call Will. No. Like, hey, you want to hear something? No. So uh, let's talk a little baseball from last week. We talked about this a little bit in the open, Ooh, but pig. so cursed to the Orioles, number two overall pick. How long before this guy is hitting bombs in the majors? What do you think? I mean, Benny made it in what two years? Just under two seasons, he was there. I don't there. see Kershaw making it that quick. See, I, 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 I think he's got it. I'd have to go three. I mean, I wanted to say four, but then I think back at Benny. I'm like two years in, and he's there. And Kershaw, I think, is probably a better hitter. Kershaw has a better bat. He's got to work sure. on his strikeout. Yeah, pitch him inside and low, and you're, he's not going to get on it a lot of times. But yeah. I mean, early from this season, just watching what he did, I think he would have changed. You know some of those things that he was having problems with as far as striking out and as far as walking to strikeout well ratio. if you look at his walk to strikeout ratio from last year it was high i mean admittedly it was really yeah. high but it was actually looking really good this year now he didn't get again he didn't get to go up against sec pitching yet we hadn't hit really in the meat of schedule where we we're playing a lot of really good pitchers they faced cavelli from oklahoma that was probably the best pitcher they, they faced stood. all year um the guy from eastern he, illinois was not a bad pitcher they're opening their yeah. friday night yeah, he yeah. was solid. But but they didn't – so they didn't face some of these top-level guys. Cavelli, I think, is the, the highest-drafted guy they faced. Yeah, they didn't get in there with old Lisa Lacey or uh, yeah. Emerson Hancock. Right, and so – Both so, those guys were, what, top 10 picks? Yeah, but and so he was making his – he was making his move in terms – I mean, he was having a Golden Spikes award-type year. Absolutely I mean, the guy was, was – he was going to be all over those awards, and it really helped him shoot up draft rankings. The other thing that helped him shoot up the draft rankings and get drafted where he did COVID-19 sneeze over there – um, no, there were no large particles. <laughs> no large particles. Um, it, it, <laughs> I, I'm glad my ribs aren't broken. Because that felt great. <laughs> that, looked, that looked rough. Um, maybe lose my train of thought completely. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, I look forward to what to what Kerstad is going to do at the next level. I think he's there in, a, I, think, I think, two years. I think he's got all the tools. The bat's going to be there. He'll learn a little better pitch recognition at the next level. He's going to um, have to. You know, and, and so, I think. Look, the, or the, and this is my point. I was going to make the other. The other thing that really double A ball, or you think he'll skip A? Well, he'll go rookie ball. He'll move his way up, but I just think he'll move quickly. Same way Ben Benny did. Benny moved up quickly from very rookie quick. to A, uh-huh. and then all the way up. So he 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 moved very quick. Benny was it's a interesting. Sophomore too. Yeah, so. it's interesting to see and have Blaine Knight and uh, Kerstad the same same organization. So That's I like cool. that. Um, but you know, the other thing that really helped Kerstad's stock grow head. like it did was the fact that you know they're not wanting to pay anybody this year so i think kerstad ended up getting much less than his slot value was worth he's like eight million or something yeah yeah, it's it's up there yeah oh darn yeah well now again remember he's not he's not gonna get anything three years three years (laughs) well it depends on when he jumps in but well no he'll get his bonus he'll get 10 percent plus 100,000 now and then he'll get 45% 45% next year and 45% the year after is how that works I'm out, saying so. he will be okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he made the right choice. Now, now the next guy we're going to talk about a little bit, and the numbers aren't going to be great, and I think if he came back for a year, the numbers would explode, but a guy like Casey Martin. So, Casey, yeah. Casey's, Casey's we knew this was coming. Funk into his sophomore season and then the start this year. Yeah. It's just a bad taste in everybody's mouth. I mean, well, and it was unfortunate. If you listen to Van Horn on Wednesday before the draft started, um, there was a lot, he was on the buzz, and they were talking to him there was a lot of questions about where martin may end up and he made a good point he said look martin just needs to get to the next level and and, and get 800 at bats 
you know, he gets in that level and he starts swinging the ball, he swings, swings the bat, his pitch recognition is going to get better. <laughs> you know, one of the keys for him is, is he was getting better, and Van Horn made this point. He was at the point where it seemed like he was about ready to turn that corner I think you're when right. the season ended. Mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of people saw that. He, he made the point. We won that last Grand Canyon game because of Casey Martin. Yeah. You know, Casey Martin, I think he had a home run in that game, had a great play in the field. He had a couple of other hits, a couple of stolen bases. Martin was really starting to seemingly turn the corner. Wouldn't we be in Omaha right and, now? Oh, we would be in Omaha right now. Like right now, right It now. would have started this week. Because I promise you, Big Daddy would have made the trip. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have been in Omaha, no doubt about it. So, very disappointed in the, the we work. We I'm taking there. a week off. Yeah, I, sorry. I, I wouldn't be going to the beach next week. Or going to Omaha. I'd, I'd be. I'm going to be up in the Omaha-ish area. I mean, a little I'm west, kind of a little west, yeah, but same west. general latitude, right? A little bit higher elevation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, a couple of good restaurants out that way. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it, and um, man, I can't wait for this trip. <laughs> You're going on vacation <sighs> in the middle of COVID states. I don't care. You're dumb. I, did, I just went on vacation last week. I ain't worried. Yeah, that about didn't it. count. You slept on the beach. So, hey, we went to a I condo. Too. It was Shit. awesome. So, but all right. So, question is: Does Martin actually realize his potential does he is this a guy that all we hear about is the tools um i mean even vanderbilt's head coach was was just raving about his tools and and what he brings to the table so he had austin martin on his team yeah along with all the other studs that are there yeah so i mean this is what tim corbin had to say said there's power and speed combination in this player that doesn't exist with a lot of other ml other players so i mean fact and it is faster than i'd probably say 95 percent of the people in the ml yeah. I mean, he is a rocket on a base path or getting to a ball or anything. I mean, if you can't see it or haven't seen it, you've lived under a rock for the last two and a half years. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's it's like uh, even Van Horn said, you know, he's got all the tools, he's got all the pieces, and he can play any position. And that's the bigger key. The it's guy, a matter of if he wants to move himself away from shortstop to succeed overall. Yeah, and I think and he, I think that was the thing with the Team USA thing. It was. They wanted him to play center. They didn't want him to play center field. And I, if, if I had that opportunity and were him, I'd have jumped all over it. And but I can respect him yeah. for wanting to try playing what he calls his natural position at shortstop. Right. Well, and I, and I think he's going to be a middle infielder, but it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up landing at second over short. I just think... He doesn't miss the ball that much is the other thing. It's turning the ball loose. It is. It's routine It's the process stuff, from after he has somehow got his glove or hand on a baseball that he shouldn't even have gotten. And then it's the matter of throwing it to the bag. Yeah. And... You know, I mean, it's just, that's all just repetition. You think that an elite level college baseball player would have made the repetition enough. But then again, professionals make those mistakes every day too. Yeah. And, and once it's in your head, it's one of those things where you want to do better and it's hard to get it out of your head. And mm-hmm. so hopefully again, it's like get- getting hit by a pitch as a kid. I mean, I used to have that problem when I played was I'd get hit by a pitch early in the season and then I'd continually step out. Right. Instead of stepping towards the ball or stepping towards the pitcher, I would step towards first base. Right. I'm left-handed. So, yeah. you know, but I was, I was running away from the ball before it ever got there because I was afraid to get hit. Right. So Hogs likely to lose three signees to this draft. So we know we're I'm losing about that. losing Martin and Kerstad. No, no question. Uh, Mason Wynn went in the second round, picked 40, 54 to the Cardinals. I'm happy where he went. Yeah. At the same time is I really want him to play for Arkansas and then frick, go play for the Cardinals. Frick the Cardinals. Yeah, they took, they took two of our guys. Then I know. Just 
what nine picks later they take Tink Markavius Tink Hints uh, in the second round of pick sixty three, and then Canadian David Calabrese, who's an outfielder, was the Angels' third round pick at number eighty two. Wait a minute. I didn't even really look at that, but you just said the Cardinals took Tank Hints too? Yeah, Cardinals took both of them. Oh, well. Nine picks apart. Yeah. Sad, but I'm happy. Sad banana. Yeah. And I will tell you, so I don't know how many of you guys had the opportunity to watch our streams of eight and under baseball last week uh, out in Maumelle. But the cool thing was, is I was watching today and I really, really wish we would have live streamed at Bryant because I think their eight and under group had Tink's uh, little brother. Yeah. Uh, and Blaze um, hit a ball. He he roped a, an oppo shot to left field in a video I've seen. The kid is the kid can throw left or right handed. Literally can pitch right or left handed. That's matter. impressive. The, it, it's something. Like, he's he may be a first round pick when it's all said yeah. and done. So I was just hands on him either. We didn't get to go out there, but um, the good news is there were some guys, Caden Wallace, and some other guys who I think were asking for a lot of money um, that obviously are going to end up on the heel. Um, That's a big plus to have that kid on there. Yeah. Now Gatorade Player of the Player of the Year in Arkansas. Yeah, JUCO JUCO could potentially eat a few of these guys up. I've not heard that. I don't know for sure. I think you'd really um, want to play on the heel though. I, I do too. And, like I said, it's been said for ye- for the last several years, SEC baseball is like playing double A ball. Yeah, and, and I don't remember. I have to talk to Cabo about this, but I know I don't know these guys' birthdays, or I could figure it. But I know if a couple of those guys do are going to fall into that Draft sophomore eligible sophomore. deal. Mm-hmm. So really, just two seasons, and by that point, you would assume. Now we're not going to get into this right now because I think Major League Baseball is garbage right now for the way that they're handling yeah, coming back to play. And, and you can blame the coaches, the player, or the, the owners, the players, whoever you want to blame. Blame every care. one of them. But they all they all deserve blame here. And, and so money is going to be an issue. Honestly, if I'm a Juco guy right now, or if I'm a guy thinking, yeah, like Mason Wynn, let's just use that as an example. He got drafted high enough. He's going to the league. But you would think that. Yeah. I mean, he's slotted. He still makes the decision whether he goes or not. He could, and he could go Juco at this point, or he could come to Arkansas. My, my, my question to guys that would think about going Juco at this point is if you're worried about the money now, so if I'm if I'm Mason Wynn and they're not giving me my slot value because I'm, I'm a high school guy and they don't want to give me as much money, my leverage is kind of questionable at this point because if they don't play, there ain't going to be money next year in the draft either. Oh, hell no. And so you think that there's an – to me, it may be best to go ahead and play that two- to three-year route and go to college and, and actually play at a Power 5 school like Arkansas and, and get and, – and who and then let the money come back in two to three Kid years. Kid like Mason Wynn or a Tink Hintz, it doesn't matter. that They're going to go – either they're going to go play and, and take the money now and go through the, the route. But, I mean, I, I think ESPN had a thing up – a couple days ago about like top five picks or something like that or first round picks and where they are from like 2015 and up right and then it showed a a couple of uh like high schoolers at which ones had made it in from already being pro and there weren't even like i think 2017 high school draftees there hadn't been one yet i could be wrong on that but i know that they talked about a dakota dakota hudson for the cardinals Mm -hmm. um he was straight out if i thought and he's in in the bigs, obviously. And then they had a, a Jordan somebody that's also plays for the Cardinals. Can't remember his name either. But both of them kind of popped out. And it was just kind of interesting because they all, I think the whole thing came up because they talked about 
where like the top five picks were drafted coming out of high school as opposed to where they came out this year. And Spencer Torkelson wasn't even drafted out of high school right. to play baseball. And he went from nothing to the number one pick overall. Well, and I think about that. I mean, I, Kerstad's the same way. Martin Kerstad, Kerstad was like a 36th round yeah. uh, in high school. And Casey, I don't know what he was Casey undrafted. Was. Martin didn't get drafted yeah. at high school. Yeah. So, I mean, that's big. So the other guy that we that I think we need to talk about before we get out of here tonight, Casey Opitz. Um, I'm happy to have that rascal back on campus. <laughs> I'm really happy to have him back. Now, Dave Van Horn has actually talked about this, and I read a little bit of the article. Um, obviously, they got a dilemma. They've Dominic mm-hmm. Thomas has hit the transfer portal. That's, That's not a fine. surprise. But you have Casey Tollett. Uh, you got Casey Tollett, who's still waiting his turn. others, too. But you just brought in two grad transfer catchers that both of them are highly thought of guys, like very, very well thought of guys that, like All-American. One of them's an All-American. The good thing is, and I, and, I, and I don't have the names in front of me, I know one of the guys, and Van Horn made reference to this, one of the guys can play either outfield or third base. First off, you're a grad transfer playing baseball. So that tells me that the guy in grad transfer wasn't going to be what the, with the talent that you have as a sophomore or junior. Possibly. That's the way I look at that. Possibly, but these guys are good. I mean, think about oh, it. Oh, no doubt. Think about it. I mean, you're coming to play at Arkansas. Go, go, go back two years. I mean, and, and I feel terrible that the name is escaping me right now, but. Bryant kid from came from uh, Kevin Lee. No, no, no. Played second. Played was supposed to play. He ended up playing. Supposed to play second. He ended up playing first because he had Ezel, Trevor Ezel. Yeah. Um, you know that was a grad was transfer. Like he's five eight. This is this is the guy that came out of nowhere and was the 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 rock of that team. I mean, had to be. You know, and so the year we were supposed to be down between the years, and he yeah pulled us through. Yeah, so I mean, you never know. A, a good grad tra- Arkansas's got a couple of JUCO transfers that are up there right now that were really, really big pieces of what this team was going to be this year. So um, I think we and Van Horn alluded to this. We're probably going to lose one of those guys. It, just to, they're they're going to end up going somewhere else, which makes sense. Tollett plays somewhere other than catcher as well. Tollett can play, play first. Out, first, is yeah. What he is Tollett right? can play first. I, I still think Tollett ends up a catcher. I don't think this hurts Tollett at all, especially with Tom Ez moving him. on. Now you do have the catcher out of Louisiana. Well, at the same time, as you got to, they all get another year. Right, exactly. It's the beautiful thing. Now, like I said, somebody that's talented, that doesn't matter to someone that's talented. They can leave a sophomore or junior and still have all the leverage, but someone, right. you know, like a Tyler or Thomas was probably smart in getting out. Yeah. You know, for him, especially, I mean, you're down the draft already and, oh, look who's coming back. And, yeah. You know, I might as well go try this somewhere else. Well, and you say that too. I mean, you think about Opitz. A big reason why Opitz is coming back, and he said this, Opitz wanted a lot of money and, and, and teams weren't going to give it to him. Him. So he went undrafted because of that. In a normal in a normal circumstance, he would have been drafted. And he would have got paid. He probably would have been a second or third round pick or one of those compens- compensatory guys. Yeah, and he got paid. The, the pro- I think Martin would have gotten picked higher in, in a normal. Oh uh, well, yeah, yeah. But in this, but ain't nothing been normal since uh, oh since they bombed that dude in <laughs> early January. Yeah, and so she won the national title. Yes, um, so. A guy like Tallet, you know, it, it makes sense. I, he's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt him. The, but the big plus for Opitz at this point is I love how he is on the field. You look at so I've seen some some too early mock drafts for next year. Top, top fifteen, yeah. Top fifteen. You talk about he's going to get his money. He, he get it next year. There's not a lot of catchers that are on his level next year either. He no. will probably be the first catcher off the board in next year's draft, assuming he stays healthy. We have a season and he plays as well as he was playing this year. A switch hitting catcher that's got power to both sides, especially think, as a lefty. I don't think his stock value drops at all. I mean, unless oh, he just has explodes. 
tank season but that just falls apart and i don't see that happening and but he benefits from exactly what you're talking about the fact that he gets that junior year back and so he still has his leverage he still has his bargaining casey martin come and on so, back yeah i mean to Please. me casey seems like a guy i'd love to see more continuity with robert moore at second base right now yeah well, you know, after talking to Robert, he'll play anywhere too. He may go to short, and and boy, I'd, I don't I'd be know all about that. About that. Still, uh, yeah, he loves short. Hard to say. So. Bit, I mean, his hands are so quick. You <laughs> put him, you put him in the outfield, and he's gonna make a throw like yeah. that. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it's been a fun season one. I've been through season two. Will be better for you. I've been through three hosts <laughs> in season one. Um, three. Yeah, you're the third. Technically, there was Wes was in there too. Wes was just because I was so. on injured reserve. <laughs> but I've still been through three technically. Um, so I've this been is, through. You're on your third. This, yeah. So this is uh, this will be our last, as we said, last pod of season one. Um, we're gonna take a little break. Like I said, I'm going on vacation. Uh, gonna gonna spend a week away and and let covid chase me for a few weeks um and then quarantine your ass for two weeks uh, oh well i'll take it spraying you in the mouth with lysol (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we'll be back the week of july 12th and dude we got some guests lined up i think we got a couple we got some guests lined up i think we got a couple make sure i don't even know which one we need to start with oh i got the one we already scheduled it coming home run we're straight coming out right the gate. At, we're coming out big swinging let's just say that uh we're gonna start off with a the very one that has a name nice close connection to the university sense. of arkansas yeah. okay yeah. yeah yeah that one looking yeah. forward to that one that's gonna be fun and then another connection I might have some very interesting questions <laughs> but i might not be able to ask those yeah we'll uh, have to be well, careful with some of them okay um, we'll stick to arkansas football only but uh yeah <laughs> um but looking forward to that man I, i'm really looking forward to because because as we get back football season is going to be right on top of us um so really looking forward to that um so appreciate everybody listening i hope you enjoyed this final pot of season one make sure you like you you share and subscribe so you don't miss us when we come back in july and uh until then we uh i I look forward uh to my to my week of vacation and uh to getting out and about enjoy work andy don't don't let them work i'm not worried i get friday off next week anyway there you go well until july enjoy the heat of summer woo pig woo pig